It is the 200 level. Mike Carpenter in the basement and a very good day for Illini fans. Let's call this podcast Sky's the Commit. Sky's the Limit. Get it. Sky puns aplenty. Whether you're on Twitter, following any of those Illini sports media types, or listening to any Illini podcast. So I figured we'd corner that market. Sky's the Commit. And have some fun here today because this is big news for Illini basketball. And what I love the most about it is this is not shocking. This program is at a place now where this is not at all a shock. When Sky Clark's name first came to our attention, I think the Iowa game, there was a rumor that maybe he was going to be in the stands for that game. I don't know if that actually came to be or not, but it was early March when that name first started surfacing. And a month later, you've landed a five-star commit, the highest rated recruit that you've landed since D. Brown. And there's been some good ones since then. Kofi Coburn, Io DeSumo, to name a couple. But... This is someone that will probably immediately start for this team at point guard next year. And what is perhaps most exciting in terms of him as a player and as a person is that a lot of the things he was saying today in this short interview on ESPNU were how he appreciated Underwood's willingness to push him and other players. That speaks to the culture piece that so often you hear about. And what does it mean? What does culture mean? John Gross wanted to build a great culture, but he just wasn't really equipped to do so. Underwood spoke a big game about culture in the first couple of years. We're waiting to see the results. And now we have. Yes, there were frustrations last year with that team, but I think that had less to do with the culture and more to do with the personnel. What if you marry the two? Personnel that is bigger and stronger and more athletic and the culture that you've really developed over here over the last five years. I'm not going to sit here and say that next year's team is going to be the best one that Underwood has had yet because there's been two really good teams the last two years. And I don't care how good of a program you are, there are ebbs and flows. And sometimes whatever expectations you have going into a season are upended at some point. But there is plenty of reason, or I should say are plenty of reasons, to be excited for next year's roster, especially if Kofi comes back. And you're starting to see the template now be bigger guys in the backcourt, strong wing play, and height and length and athleticism. These are buzzwords that any program wants, of course. But when you get through years four and five, you're still working with some of the guys that came up in the early days of the programs. And that's not to say that Trent Frazier wasn't fantastic and is an Illini legend in his own right, right? He's up there with the Corey Bradfords and the Quan Garrises of the world. His legacy is secure here. However, you do wonder if someone like that, in terms of the athleticism, would be recruited anymore by this particular Illinois program, where they stand here in 2022. I don't know if he would be. No slight against him, but it does show that you are in a position now where you are starting to kind of pick and choose the kinds of players that you want to come in here. It is a luxury. Now, that's not to say that this Illinois program hasn't worked hard to get here or that they didn't work hard to get Sky Clark. In fact, he mentioned in this interview that it was the home visit with Underwood that really sold him. He said two to three hours Underwood was in the home. I believe Tim Anderson was there as well. And then, of course, he did mention Tim Anderson, who said is like an uncle. He's known him for years, all the way back to his freshman year of high school when he committed to DePaul. Of course, that didn't stick. Not many DePaul commitments do stick. But just think about this, where you were a year ago, April 7th, 2021, I'm guessing Adam Miller would have transferred out. Kofi Coburn, we thought was going to the NBA. Iota Sumu was gone. We were just hoping that Andre Curbelo stuck around. That was April 7th of 2021. And here we are, April 7th, 2022, and we're starting to look at best case scenario for next year's roster. I'm going to get into that after we hit the sponsors and everything. But if you start to envision what the best case scenario is, 
That's a scary proposition for the rest of the Big Ten, a conference that is losing a lot. But as far as Sky Clark is concerned, a point guard, shooting guard, more of a scoring point guard than, let's say, the distributor that an Andre Curbelo is, but he will play right away and will likely start right away. And that is going to be exciting to watch alongside Jaden Epps. And while I would understand people being leery of having two freshmen be your primary ball handlers, these are two really good freshmen. And it would not at all surprise me if overall your point guard play is better next year. You know, with an Andre Curbelo, I don't want to rehash old things, but it's inevitable to kind of compare what would you be feeling going into next year with Andre Curbelo at point guard, and what do you feel right now going into next season with Sky Clark and Jaden Epps as your two young point guards? And no slight against Andre, but I mentioned before that I will take reliability over that unpredictability. I don't know necessarily if two freshmen are going to be more reliable than a junior Andre Curbelo, but part of me, my gut, tells me that they will be. That there is more of a polish to these guys' games, and what they might lack in flash, they do make up for in just pure talent. What I also like is the idea that we get to see new toys. I talked about this throughout the season, and even in the midst of a 15-5 and Big Ten record and winning the Big Ten title, there were moments where I think we all grew somewhat fatigued because we were seeing some of the same faces and some of the same issues with some of those faces. And yes, God love them. This is a team and a, a run in these last three years. They will come back and get recognized time and time again as they should. They are the guys that got Illinois basketball back on the map. And that is something that they'll always have and we'll always be thankful for. I mean, gratitude was the name of the podcast after we lost to Houston. Because truly, I do feel gratitude for what all these guys have done. Gratitude for the fact that they set this program in a place where things like today could happen. Where a Sky Clark on ESPNU of a random high school game, whatever, actually commits to Illinois without even taking visits. He set up the visits, or at least a few of them, but nah, he was going to commit. And this thing really came quickly and speaks to maybe just how good of a recruiting staff you have. And when push comes to shove, do I think this staff is good enough in X's and O's to win with superior talent? I do. I really do. And I think that that will show itself in the NCAA tournament sooner rather than later, despite the last couple years and the disappointments against Loyola and, to a lesser extent, Houston. I think that all will happen. I think it will come to fruition. And we will look back on the first five years of the Underwood experience as laying the foundation and having your early seeds of success. But this idea that, well, you didn't do anything with Iowa and Kofi in terms of NCAA tournament success, so you're never going to do it. No, that's not how college basketball works. I like the ensemble template that you're seeing from Underwood. There is not one guy that you look at between Sky Clark, Ty Rogers, Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris, and say, that's the guy. Same thing with R.J. Melendez, Luke Goody, Brandon Podjemski. These classes are stacking up on one another quite beautifully. And I'm beginning to be reminded a little bit of the early 2000s Bill Self run, where that team was 7-8 deep of guys you all trusted. Yeah, Frank ran the show, and maybe that's what your Sky Clark is. And you had other good pieces like a Brian Cook. Maybe that's what your R.J. Melendez becomes, or Coleman Hawkins, of course. But the way you're stacking these classes and you're continually bringing in Division I Big Ten ready guys, that's impressive. This is how you build a program. And today, as an Illini fan, there's no reason to be anything but excited for this program under Brad Underwood going forward. 
So let's have some fun today. Before we get too far into it, look at me eight minutes into this thing. Got to remind you, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana, business lunches or a late night snack, whatever it may be. Let DP Doe deliver a popping hot calzone to your doorstep, custom zones with any topping you want, or some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone online at dpdoe.com. Also, 4th and Kirby online at 4th and Plenty of great Alani swag, all vintage inspired. And as the warm temperatures come, you need to get some new t-shirts. These guys have great ones, including the Alani Big Ten Champions t-shirt, which I've rocked a few times, even since the season's been over. It all feels different from last year, so you can still bask in the glow of Alani basketball with all the great options from 4th and Kirby and, of course, football t-shirts as the spring game approaches. That is 4thandkirby.com. Rector Construction, online at rectorconstruction.com for all your home exterior projects. Get a free estimate today by going to rectorconstruction.com. Get that scheduled. Get that lined up as the weather gets warmer. These guys are absolute pros with great customer service to boot, and they've been great in the community. They've given a lot back to Champaign-Urbana. As a local resident, that means something. So go online to rectorconstruction.com. That's R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen. Online at brianismyguy.com. For life, auto, home, business renters, you name it, Brian is my guy. He can be your guy as well. We did homeowners and auto, got a bundle with State Farm pricing, which, as you would expect, is quite cheap, especially in comparison to the competitors. But it's the customer service with Brian and his staff that really set them apart from the competition. So go online to brianismyguy.com. That is brianismyguy.com for a State Farm agent, Brian Hansen. Alani Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level. So to focus on the big news of the day, want to go to Alani Inquirer and the article that Jeremy just posted uh, about 15 minutes ago, and they have this ready to go. I I think this was common knowledge earlier today. I want to read this article from our friends at IlaniInquire.com. If you don't have a subscription, please do. I mean, they are the best in the business, Jeremy, Derek, Joey, you name it. They are absolutely covered. And they were on the Sky Clark thing, and I think a lot of Illini websites were as well. This was maybe the worst kept secret in terms of a big Illini commitment. We're getting you. So from Alana Inquirer and Jeremy Werner, for the first time since D. Brown, Illinois basketball has landed a five-star recruit. Sky Clark, the number two. Committed to Illinois on Thursday, live on ESPNU, giving a big late boost to Illini recruiting class that now ranks among the top 10 classes nationally. Clark, who suffered a torn ACL last year, officially signed with Kentucky, but received a release from his national letter of intent in early March. The six foot three, two hundred pound guard chose Illinois over Louisville, USC, Maryland, Tennessee, and Washington, among other options he considered this spring. Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson led the Illini's efforts with Clark, the son of former Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Kenny Clark. I read that. I did not realize that beforehand. Jeez. Okay, here's the quote that Jeremy was able to jot down from the ESPNU broadcast. Of his commitment to Illinois, there's a lot. They're a proven winning program. Coach Underwood, I love his play style. I love the way he pushes his guys. And Coach Tim, he's like an uncle to me. He was my first scholarship when I went to DePaul, and he's just been there with me since day one, since I can remember. The final thing for me was Coach Fletch. I feel like coming off the ACL, I really haven't gotten my full athleticism back, so I feel like he's really going to bring me back to my pre-injury self. So how about that? Adam Fletcher, strength and conditioning coach, helping you sell a recruitment. 
This continues here. I'll bring really just winning, winning. That's my biggest thing. I want to win. I want to go as far as we can, go as far as we can in the tournament and do everything we can to make the fans and my teammates happy. Really, that home visit with Underwood came to a few weeks ago, really sold it to me. He was probably at the house for two or three hours, and we were having a great conversation about everything. He said he's going to push me, and that's what I love. I know he's going to make me great. So those are the quotes today from Sky Clark. High praise for sure. This article from Alana Inquirer and Jeremy Werner continues. Why it matters. Illinois now has the number eight recruiting class nationally. The highest ranked Alana recruiting class of the last two decades. But more importantly, Clark, along with incoming 2022 recruits Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris, helped the Illini replenish the backcourt, where Illinois lost senior uh, starters Trent Frazier and Alfonso Plummer, and 2021 Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year Andre Curbelo, who entered the transfer portal after a tumultuous sophomore season. What it means. The Illini are likely getting more talented and bigger at guard. But they will be young and inexperienced. Clark, a big-body guard who is a dynamic playmaker who can score at all three levels, compliments Epps, a talented bucket-getter, and makes for a potentially great duo for the next few years. Illinois is still looking in the transfer portal for an experienced guard to help further boost the backcourt. Furthermore, Brad Underwood continues to raise the standard for Illinois basketball. A year ago, he lost his entire coaching staff after number one seeded Illinois suffered a disappointing second-round NCAA tournament exit A year later, with a revamped staff, he won the program's first share of a Big Ten regular season championship in 17 years, earned a four-seed in the NCAA tournament, and has put together Illinois basketball's highest-ranked recruiting class in two decades. Illinois basketball is in a good place. Absolutely, Jeremy. (laughs) And an understatement. And what I like about that part from Jeremy there is it really gives the context as to why this is, in many ways, remarkable. Not a remarkable turnaround, but when you consider where you were a year ago and how we felt, this is quite the different feeling. There's a stability that I I could not have predicted when you lost the entire coaching staff and some key players. This article has a scouting report from Eric Bossi, the 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst. Quote, any updated scouting report of Clark has to start off by mentioning he's still in the process of getting to 100%. He tore his ACL last spring and managed to return to the floor by January. The speed with which he was able to recover and get himself back into playing shape is notable in that nobody is capable of doing that without an impressive work ethic and commitment to hard work. While Clark was able to make a quick return of the floor, he was understandably rusty. During his return, Clark lacked some of the explosion at the rim and ability to shake defenders off the bounce that he had prior to getting hurt. Hopefully that comes back with time. Clark has always had good strength, and he came back from injury stronger than ever, and that strength allows him to play through and off of contact and should serve him well when he makes the transition to college. At this point in his development, it is probably fair to classify Clark as more of a scoring point guard than a traditional playmaker. When he's at his best, he's attacking downhill, making use of his dangerous jump shot and deep range and playing in an aggressive manner on the offensive end. He is certainly a capable playmaker for others, but when that becomes the sole focus of his game, he can be a bit too passive in looking for his own offense. The rocks of his game are his tight ball handling and creativity offensively. Boy, that just spread like an IO to Sunmu scouting report, didn't it? That's the article from Alana Inquirer. And by the way, that Iowa DeSumo comment was from me and not Eric Bossy, but that scouting report read, oh, that's Io. Sometimes he can become too passive. It's better when he's attacking. Wow. You know, in processing this, it's not a shock because this is, again, the least, or I should say worst kept secret in terms of big Alana recruiting. And that's okay. I think that it was nice to go through a recruitment and not go through the ebbs and flows and the roller coaster of will he, won't he. This from the start was pretty much Illinois or bust. 
that speaks to this coaching staff being able to sell it. How about the strength and conditioning coach? Adam Fletcher being part of that sale, sales pitch, and it worked. So what does it mean going forward for this Illinois team? Let's start with next year. Kofi, of course, is the big piece that we're waiting for, and we may know that within the next couple weeks even. I think May 1st is the absolute drop-dead deadline for entering the draft. He cannot go to the Combine again. I'm hoping that whatever Illinois has to do or the Illinois Guardians, the name, image, likeness group that got started a few months ago, I hope they sell him whatever they got to do. Because if you have Kofi next year with all the guys that are already here and the guys that are coming in, you will be Big Ten title favorites. Michigan, maybe, right? I think those guys will be right there with you. Two-horse race, because so many other teams are losing their guys. Now, Michigan State, that might be interesting, but I think they're losing some of their bigs, and I I like them but don't love them. I think this Illinois team, the ceiling is ridiculous, and the depth is crazy. So you don't need to hit on all of these young guys next season for them to be very good. Imagine, if you will, a starting lineup of Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, R.J. Melendez, Coleman Hawkins, Kofi Coburn. Now, maybe instead of Jaden Epps, it's a veteran guard, and you have Epps and Rogers off the bench. Don't forget Luke Goody. I'm sure I'm forgetting guys because next year's team is going to go about 12 deep. Not game in, game out, but, you know, when, oh, Dane Danger, right? He's going to be your first big off the bench to spell Kofi. That's not too bad, right? All things considered, that is a more athletic roster than what we had this year. I thought that what this year's team did, given the injuries and the illnesses and all the obstacles they faced, is pretty remarkable. And this year, on the court, sold me on Brad Underwood more as a coach than even the previous season. Getting a one seed and all that. That was great. And I trust me, I thought, wow, Brad Underwood's really good. But you also had an NBA talent and an All-American talent in Io running the show. So I have very little concerns long-term. And short-term, I am over the moon, especially if Kofi comes back. Even if Kofi doesn't come back, next year becomes that much more fun. I think you are a surefire tournament team, even with all the new pieces. I think you find a way to get it done with all the the pieces that you do have. And you are in this place of not needing every single guy to be great right away. You are in a place where, as I mentioned before, you don't need to hit on everybody. And you can actually have these freshmen kind of ease into it, at least some of them. Sincere Harris. I think he's going to be a nice piece. Is he going to be the best freshman? I don't know. Probably not. Ty Rogers, he's going to get his, right? He's He excites me as much as any of these freshmen, including Sky Clark. But does he need to start? Not necessarily. Sky Clark, though, probably does. Even if you go out and get a veteran point guard. I don't think you guaranteed Sky Clark the starting position, but it strikes me, or I should say he strikes me as someone that's going to go out there and win that job and not let it go. I don't mind that. I don't mind a starting freshman point guard from day one. There's been some success in the past. Kawan Garris, I can go back to him and say he was great right away. Frank, he had a few moments that weren't so great as freshman year, but he was still pretty damn good right away. And we know that Frank was a highly touted recruit. But the one thing with Frank is you sometimes did question whether or not he was fully in a game. Frank is one of my all-time favorites. Always will be. But there were moments where, eh, Frank's not really feeling this game. From everything we've read and everything we've heard about Sky Clark, it's not just the athleticism and the skill. It's the intangibles. That third element there is sometimes what these guys are lacking when they do get into an almost top 25 in the nation position. 
That does not seem to be the case. And when your dad was a freaking NFL stud, Kenny Clark, I had forgotten the name, but there you go, and still looks pretty good, judging by the ESPNU broadcast, you know that it's probably instilled in him. I mean, dad was a freaking NFL player. I'm thinking work ethic is probably the least of Sky Clark's issues. So it's going to be a very fortuitous summer for him and the rest of this team getting to work together. And then what it also does is I think it sells the guys that are already here that, wait, we're rolling, guys. Don't worry about it. We're rolling. Why would you want to leave? RJ Melendez, why would you want to leave? Coleman Hawkins, why would you want to leave? By the way, uh, there was a little bit of smoke around the Coleman Hawkins thing because his girlfriend was, what, on the Illinois women's team, and now she's going to Alabama. Well, Coleman just signed a sponsorship, name, image, likeness thing with the local YMCA. Not to say that is the end-all, be-all, but I get the feeling he's going to stay. I also thought it was interesting how the Illinois basketball account tweeted out off-season practice photos, and every guy that you would want to see there is there, except Kofi, who's figuring his things out, and that is understandable. So what if Kofi comes back? Well, I said you're going to be Big Ten title favorites. I do think that's the case. You got shooters. You got size. You got athleticism around him. That is what killed you late in the year when Trent and Alfonso Plummer, basically their size hindered you. Demonte Williams, his size hindered you. That would not be the case next year. You're also in a position where you don't need a Jacob Grandison to come back. As much as I like Jake, I don't know if that really fits with the kind of athlete you're bringing in. Not that Jake is a bad athlete, but he's not top tier, right? He's not the quickest guy laterally. And while he could dunk the ball and he occasionally had some hops, you're seeing a different kind of athlete come in here now. So I do think that this is maybe the best of both worlds, the best case scenario where you keep the All-American center and then you get all these new shiny toys. And then some of the guys that were already here that showed flashes take that next step. I have no doubt that Coleman Hawkins is going to be really good his junior year. Superstar good. I mean, I thought early in his sophomore year he would be. I don't think he's going to have a perfect year, but he is a true talent and a tough matchup for anybody. Then you take a look at R.J. Melendez and think that guy is going to have a monster jump, and I have no reason to believe that he won't. Some guys just have it, and R.J. Melendez clearly has it. And when a Luke Goody, someone that showed us quite a bit this year, can become a reliable guy off the bench, and you don't need to rely on him to be a -a 30-minute-a-game guy, or really any of these guys, to be a -a 30-minute-a-game guy. That is quite the collection of toys that Underwood and his staff get to play with here. So it's a good day. It's a good day for Illinois basketball. It's one that, while anticipated, still felt really good when he opened up his jacket and there was the Illinois basketball t-shirt. You are now in a position as a program where you are cool again. And I have given this anecdote before, but just I got to go back 16 years to this moment when I was at the Bracken Rights game, 2005, This would have been Dean James' senior year. And walking around Union Station with my Illinois stuff on and feeling like I could puff out my chest a little bit. Now, Illinois fans won't be able to do that with NCAA tournament success. So anytime you see a Michigan fan, they'll be sure to let you know that they made the Sweet 16 and you didn't. And that's fine. We can wear that. But for the most part, it is cool to be an Illinois basketball fan again. And that, for me, going well over a decade where that was not the case is such a welcome relief. As a 35-year-old, an 18-year-old made a decision. A guy half my age made his decision on TV, and when the words University of Illinois came out of his mouth, I had no choice but to smile and feel like, yeah, all right, we're back. And it takes me back to the early 2000s when it seemed like most big recruitments you got in, you won. 
And that's not to say that Brad Underwood and these guys are going to get every single guy. That's not going to be the case. And in the transfer portal, maybe you get Terrence Shannon Jr. or maybe you get Brandon Murray from LSU or maybe you don't get either of them. And for a week or two, you're disappointed because, ah, man, we struck out on guys I thought we'd get. But I actually think you're going to get one of those. And then that's going to be your roster. Uh, Just think that, right? You had Terrence Shannon Jr. And then your starting lineup. Good God, think about this. Your starting lineup would be Sky Clark, Terrence Shannon Jr., R.J. Melendez, I think, Coleman Hawkins, and Kofi Coburn. Yeah, I can work with that. I think that'll do. I think that's a Big Ten title team right there. Terrence Shannon Jr. or not. I think it's a Big Ten title team with Kofi. But this is where we're at, right? This is the far cry from 12 months ago where I didn't know who the hell was going to play on this year's team. I didn't know what it would look like. And here we are, a Big Ten championship later, and in the hunt for really good recruits and really good transfers. The best transfers on the market are looking at you and making visits to come see you. So who's at the head of this? It's Brad Underwood who goes out and gets Tim Anderson, and at first blush, it was, okay, well, he's got the Chicago connection, and that makes some sense. But a year later, rave reviews for Tim Anderson. Not to say that Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman wouldn't have done as well for you. Maybe they would have. It would have been different guys, probably. But the fact that you are perhaps improving as a program, like there's no stagnation. There's no period of, oh, well, we got to let Tim Anderson get his feet wet. No, he's just coming in and kicking ass. And helps you land Sky Clark within less than a year from when he was hired. I think it was last summer that Tim Anderson started here. Chester Frazier will get his. I have no concerns about Chester either. So just like that, you lost a coaching staff and your three best players, or so you thought, Kofi did come back, and you're okay. And you're more than okay. You're in the best position this program has been in for 17, 18 years. And I'll go even further than that because... While Bruce Weber should have done better, I think it was pretty clear to see during the 0405 year when he wasn't getting stud recruits that, oh boy, we better enjoy this. Of course, we were blinded by success, but um, the long-term prospects of Illinois then, if we knew then what we know now, were not nearly as good, I think, as what you have right now. And that is the mix you want. You want the mix of a coach that you think knows what the hell he's doing on the court But when it comes down to these recruiting battles, you feel like he can get it done. And all of a sudden, Brad Underwood, the guy that we questioned whether or not recruiting was really going to work with him, and we thought this guy's probably a dynamite X's and O's coach, but recruiting, uh, we'll wait and see. And then he gets Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman. Okay, well then maybe they they can soften the blow a little bit. They can bring him up to speed. No, 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 no. It's all good. Brad Underwood is a freaking great recruiter, apparently, because there's no way you would get this collection of talent if he wasn't. So you have the complete package of coach. This sounds like a total fanboy podcast. Well, that's because it is. It is so cool to be doing, finally, after all these years, to be doing these sorts of podcasts. Or back in 93.5, we would have these intermittent moments of success. And then, nah, not really. And we all knew it in our heart of hearts that John Gross wasn't the answer, that Bruce Weber was done, Tim Beckman stunk, Bill Cubitt, whatever, Lovey Smith, no thanks. And now we're in this... Very nice position where you actually feel pretty good, pretty, pretty good about your revenue sports. For an Alani fan, that is a rare thing to feel that for both. And as long as you feel really good about basketball, everything else can just fall into place. You know, it takes the pressure off of everything else, including football. They can go six and six. As long as basketball is kicking ass, 
you don't ask for much from Illinois football. And I think Brett Bielma can accomplish whatever it would take for us to just be merely satisfied. But what Brad Underwood can do is finally get this program over the hump. And yes, I'm talking about the hump, the national championship hunt. There is so much luck and chance involved in that. And eventually, you just got to start winning games. Luck or chance aside, you got to start winning these freaking games. I think if you knock on the door enough, eventually you will get through. Look at Bill Self, who, by the way, I have no ill will towards Bill Self. Guy let me interview him for 10 minutes when I was a sophomore in high school. Every bit as cool the guy that you, you would think he would be. And I know that's part of his charm, but I ultimately think he's a good guy. You know, and, and you might say, well, come on, Garp, he's a cheater. I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's, it's big boy basketball. That, that doesn't bother me so much. If he would have done the same thing here but won us a national title, you think any of us would care if there were a few payments under the table? No, we wouldn't have cared. So we, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about that. But if he would have stayed here, I saw this on Twitter after Kansas won their second title on Monday. Yes, we would have won one. It would have happened some year. I don't know what year. I don't know what collection of guys would have won it. But you knock on the door enough, and yes, you will get through. Brad Underwood is getting this thing in a position where you keep on knocking on the door, and eventually you will get through. Now, I should maybe take a step back before I make any grand proclamations about national title this or national title that. I'll take a final four here and a final four there, but we all know what thing is still on our shoulders as a fan base, the thing that is keeping us always a little bit pissed off and a little bit weary that the other shoe is going to drop. It's that national title. And the teams that I watched as this tournament progressed looked a lot different from the Illinois team at the end of the season. They were bigger. They were stronger. They had athletes. And not all of them were even the best shooting teams. They just got up and down the court, and they could beat you up. I'm looking at this Illinois team that he's constructing and thinking that's the template. That's the model he's going for. And when push comes to shove, I think he can hold his own coaching with other, with other great coaches as long as he's got the guys. This is not to say he's been a perfect coach. He is not. I think there are plenty of big game moments where I've thought, well, what's Brad doing here? What's Brad doing there? But that's also me playing armchair quarterback or in this case, armchair point guard or basketball coach. I think overall though, Complete package, yes, he is that. And what a remarkable position to be in. All right. I'm going to keep this podcast short and sweet. I could go on forever, and we're going to have plenty more coming up as we continue to add pieces and get a better idea what the roster is going to look like next year. But this is a celebratory podcast, as it should be. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Sky Clark, a five-star point guard, coming here, and he will be your starting point guard, I would assume, next year. Seem like a good kid. I love the hair. This guy has name image likeness potential all over him. I'll, I'll be the first one to get a Sky Clark shirt because I'm sure there's going to be some cool stuff, including from the likes of a maybe fourth and Kirby coming out. And this kid is marketable. This kid is likable and he's a stud. So it's crazy to think how, <laughs> how quickly things can turn in this college basketball landscape where, you know, a year ago it was Andre Crabello. That was the future of the program. And now that's not the case. That's my final point before I I hit the stop button on this podcast is in this landscape of college basketball where the transfer portal reigns supreme, I am really liking what Brad Underwood has done so far navigating these waters. He has a remarkable eye for not wasting scholarships. And there's the occasional Omar Payne. I get it. You know, that, that was kind of a desperation move when you thought, oh God, Kofi's gone. And you needed somebody somewhere to come in. And there have been a few stinkers, right? But even if you factor in the guys that have left, 
Alan Griffin, Adam Miller, Andre Curbelo. And then you go back to some of the earlier guys he brought in, like an Andres Feliz, Juco National Player of the Year. But this guy has an eye for talent, and he's landing a lot of them. And even the guys like a Brandon Podjimski, I don't know what his role is going to be next year or for the long-term future of this program, but he showed flashes. Usually you'll see with these teams that the ninth or 10th guy in the rotation, they just kind of stink. Even North Carolina this year couldn't go more than six deep as that tournament wore on. They didn't have the depth. And not that you need depth to win a title, but you saw the difference there in the Kansas-North Carolina game. Kansas could go nine deep. North Carolina could go six. And eventually it was maybe a little too much. You're starting to see that more often than not, the guys that he lands, he's hitting on. I mean, he's hitting a pretty high clip right now in terms of bringing guys in that are actually able to contribute, even as freshmen. So be excited. I'm excited. I'm sure you could probably gather that over the last half hour. And as we continue to do some podcasts throughout the month and into the summer a little bit, unlike last year, I do plan on doing the intermittent podcast maybe once a week as we get into May, June, and July. But the next few weeks might still be busy. And by the end of this month, we're going to have a really good idea of what next year's roster looks like. So I'm feeling good. I think you're feeling good. What a day. Illinois gets their highest rated recruit since D Brown. Sky Clark is going to be a point guard at the University of Illinois, and he's a pretty damn good one to boot. All right, got to thank DP Doe. I'm on to dpdoe.com. All the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So go online to dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com for all your vintage-inspired Illini apparel. That's fourthandkirby.com. Rector Construction, online at rectorconstruction.com. Get a free estimate for your next home exterior project at rectorconstruction.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy at brianismyguy.com. Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level. Got to thank you listeners for tuning in. We're going to just come back when the next bit of news drops. And I got to think that between the Terrence Shannon Juniors of the world and the Brandon Murrays of the world and the Kofi Coburns of the world, there will be more news coming and I will be excited to share in, I think, what will be good news with all of you. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. It's a good day to be an Illini fan. Take care. It is the 200 level.